Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It started with two women. And, well, today, it's still two women. But not just any women. It's Laurie and Lynn. Who can turn the world on with a smile. Laurie and Lynn, giving Northeast Pennsylvania local talk to start your weekend right. Suddenly make it all seem worthwhile. And now, celebrating their 10th year on the air on WILK News Radio. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Love is all, no need to waste it. You can never tell why don't you take it. You're gonna make it after all. Morning. Good morning. How are you today? Wonderful. How are you doing? I'm fine. I was told I'm not supposed to say ducky. Who told you that? A friend of mine. Patrick A? No. Oh, someone else said you say yeah, ducky? She said it sounds stupid. I said, okay, well, fine. that's nice. Tough. That's not Joan, is it, Sonia? Oh, Joan! Yes. Joan told me she doesn't like to hear that. Oh, well, too bad. Well, too bad, Joni. That's baby, it. Ducky. We're all ducky. <laughs> that's how it is. <laughs> See, don't you know, Lynn, when someone tells me not to, I want to do it all the way. I know. It's just a you, psychological you live, problem no, I have. You live by the motto, it's better to ask forgiveness than, <laughs> than permission. Than beg for, for, for forgiveness? Yeah. Yes. No, but it's better to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. Right, I exactly. agree with that. That's, I just don't like anyone doing it to me. Okay. Anyway, um, so... So how was your week? Good. Everything is uh, moving nicely. Novena um, today is, as we're taping, is the ninth day. Friday, tomorrow will be the last day, the feast day of St. Anne. And I've been doing my Novena. Every day? Every single day, as I always do. Last night, I went to the 5.30 with Mass included. I usually go to 3.30 every day, which is novena only. Uh, And then on Sunday, I always go to the later one so that I can get both Mass and novena in. Mm -hmm. But uh, yesterday, I did go to uh, 5.30 because I was at Broadway and I decided to work a little longer. So I just stayed through and then went last night because I was invited to dinner in... In the um, sort of over in that, I had to go in that direction. So mm. I went to um, Catherine Cullen had a few of us over for dinner. Mm-hmm. So it was Catherine, her home, and Joanne Arduino, and Nancy Salerno, Kim DeAndrea, and Mara Cullen, Catherine's daughter, and yours truly. And so the six of us had a lovely dinner outside. Mm-hmm. Her home is. Absolutely beautiful. She lives in a townhome and she it's beautiful but the deck the way she decorates I mean that woman is truly an artist anyway yeah, so she all is. she does is think artistically it mm-hmm. just you, she can't help it it just happens and the colors and the decorations and the things the way she has everything laid it's 
It's absolutely beautiful. It is a glamorous kind of place. You walk in and glam hits you square in the eyes. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. So mm-hmm. she was. she's a phenomenal cook. She had made wonderful all-gluten-free. Oh, yay. <laughs> um, so we had uh, chicken mm-hmm. with... Um, I think she said it's chick. I think it's chicken Veronica with um, rosemary and grapes. Yes, and then she had um, a sweet potato salad Mm -hmm. and grilled vegetables, which was. And then she had a for dessert a um, coconut sorbet on the bottom, and then a little scoop of mango sorbet on top. Or coconut something. I don't know if it was sorbet or ice cream, but it was a small, light layer. And then, so the mix of that was very tropical. It was fabulous. Mm-hmm. And, and fresh basil. Nice. So it was, we had such a nice night. So I said, Catherine, I'm going to talk all about this <laughs> patty or on my show tomorrow because it's beautiful. She's just, I love people who have that kind of flair. It just Oh, it, so do I. And she I just, just from the way she dresses to everything about her, she's just got yeah. flair. And great. so um she's just a dear friend. And um it was nice to be there and nice to be with all these other ladies. We had a great and her daughter Mara, who could not be more hospitable, cleaned everything up, took everything away, served us, took all the things in, washed the dishes while we were outside, did everything. She said, I can't help it. I just like to do that. I like everything done. So mm. he, he has off tomorrow for helping us out but it was um such a nice thing so anyway Catherine is doing some educational work for us at broadway theater and kim is um the first vice president of the board kim d'andrea and joanne you know with the ballet theater and nancy who does a lot with the ballet theater it's just like a was a big like artsy click last night. Oh, <laughs> so okay. it was it was nice, nice to be there. Beautiful night. We saw a deer. You would love it. A deer and her two fawn. Uh-huh. Oh my god, Lynn, Catherine's like look, 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 and they were just sitting there eating, uh, not like I don't know, uh, two houses away from us. Mm. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Nice night, and then there were some bats flying around in the back, and that's I'm like, good. "Yeah, I'm scared no, of them." Let no, them but stay. that's good. I know it is good. We that's what everybody them. was saying, but I'm yes. scared. Those poor buggers are becoming like extinct, flies. aren't they, or something? Well, they have that some white disease. disease, yeah, and they can't quite get past it. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, so that was that was nice. And then I have to say, I was listening, of course, at Novena. You take away. There's always something you take. Um, away from every novena. And um, I was talking with Annette Blasey this morning and she was telling me about last year what we, you know, we learned. And this year um, they're doing, they're talking about the golden thread and the the golden web of kindness and goodness and how Mm -hmm. things that happen are threads of goodness and golden thread and and uh, father uh, Rick Frechette was talking about he was the line you know love shows up love shows up so he just kept so I it, I keep saying that so today I was on Facebook a little this morning and Jess Farrell had posted something about being in I think it was she said auto zone and there was a woman in front of few people and she wanted she needed a new battery or something for her car and she couldn't afford it and she left in tears because she couldn't 
she couldn't afford what she needed to buy. Mm-hmm. So there was a gentleman behind her after as she was on her way out and he said to the clerk, I will pay for what she needs. Wow. And so Jess ran out at the good development person she is. She ran outside. <laughs> she is she's wonderful. Runs out and gets this woman and the woman's crying hysterically and Jess is like, Keith, come on back in. This man's going going to help you. And she said, Oh I can't I can't take that. And she said, Yes, some there's people who want to do good you have to let them help you you need this and so the story went on not just a nice enough length of to get the gist of it Mm -hmm. and the woman went back in and was able to let the gentleman help her and just to see that kind of act that you know so Jess is like do something good even if it's not paying for something you know uh, random acts of kindness kindness pay it forward that whole thing so it reminded so I was able to comment with the line love shows up and it was like perfect because Mm-hmm. You, this there is what is. they're talking about, and then it you see something like that, and that that's what makes everything so worthwhile when you see people who just do those things yeah. and step up. And how many people would just not even think about that? I, yeah, um, I'm thinking of the man who paid off all of the uh, outstanding bills for the kids at Wyoming Valley West. Yeah. That, that was lunch, right? Of yeah, twenty thousand or something, tab, was 20 it? Twenty some thousand dollars yeah. from the Philadelphia area. He actually wrote a check mm-hmm. and cleared the accounts. Yep. And at first, I'll just call them the people at Wyoming Valley West said he couldn't do it. They wouldn't accept it. Why? See, I heard some of this, but I haven't followed it that, that closely. It made the national. News. I know it was on the ta- on the what was it on the View or the Talk or whatever well, that, that is, but also on the national news. I didn't that see that, and I, I said, "Wow, uh, yeah." But so why? Because big, of the stupidity of someone thinking we're not taking it, or the or b- that, and the fact that it was a kind act. No, or, or neither. Actually, the first time it was on, it was on because the. Um, the, the people who ran the program, I guess the Wyoming Valley West School District, sent out those letters to the parents saying that if you don't pay the bills, that outstanding bills, your children may be put in foster care. What? Exactly. That's the part that made the news. The news, okay. And then this man supposedly came up and offered to pay the bill. Well, at the time it hit the news, that was a lovely thing. But then the follow-up was the people at Wyoming Valley West on the school board said they wouldn't accept it. And everybody finally said, are you kidding me? Well, first of all, there was huge noise about the fact that you can't use the children as pawns. You can't have them going to foster care because their parents didn't pay a bill. That was insane. So they reversed that, and then this guy said, I'll pay the bills, and then that was the end of the story. But the follow-up to that was the school board would not accept his check initially. And then they got all kinds of pressure from everywhere around the world and said, you can't be morons like this. Take the money. So they did. And when you said, you know, that's uh, love shows up. up. There it is. Mm -hmm. So... It's good that it all ended up that way. Yeah. 
Speaking of love shows up, you know we have to give a big birthday shout out, don't you? Yes, we do. To Mr. John Johnny Lucas, who is 5'0 today. Yeah. Big 5'0. Yeah. Looks like a baby. Happy but, birthday, Johnny. You know, yeah, he's, I don't see him, see him in there, but I think he ran out. Where is he? He's in the corner. Uh, yeah, Jason's pointing to him. So happy birthday birthday. When we're finished, we're going to give you a big smooch, Johnny. Real big smooch. Because we're so happy. Happy birthday, buddy. I, I sent him a note on Facebook today. I put, here's Johnny. Um, he's so well. cute. He's just such a good guy. So yeah. anyway, happy birthday, buddy. Enjoy your weekend. So I had some very interesting stuff I did from Sunday till Wednesday. Of you were week. away. I was. Yeah. I went to a, a a company has this wonderful program. It's called Heroic Sorry. Public Speaking. Heroic? At Heroic Public Speaking. Mm. And I think their byline is changing the world one speech at a time. Cool. So it was a program that was seven weeks prior to that. It was all videoed uh, recordings and you followed along and did your homework. And then the the final piece was two days at their corporate headquarters to go over everything you learned and more that was not in the program up to that point. And I did an Airbnb thing where I stayed with a woman who had a home. Uh, it was uh, very close to Princeton. That's right across the river from where this these headquarters were. It was in Lambertsville, New Jersey. I and love that, Lambertville. Yeah, and where that's was right, it? In the at the hotel? No, the it wasn't a hotel. It was in a in a what looked like a big old warehouse that you would never have oh. known from the outside, and they completely renovated a whole section of it and had a high production quality studio wow. with lights and theaters and all kinds of cool things. So it was about a half an hour drive from where I was um, in, in Princeton, in the Princeton yeah. area. Mm -hmm. And it was a wonderful experience because the woman that I stayed with was actually someone who came from the Ukraine and she had a, a definite accent. Mm -hmm. uh, she was the same age as me. Uh, I didn't get a chance to really get the whole story of it, but she had really redone her house to accommodate the Airbnb program. She had another person downstairs. I was upstairs. And, and she it, lives there too? And she lives there while too. While the people are staying? Right. I think that's smart, don't it you? Is. And because it was very nice. She was just a wonderful host. Aww. And anything I needed or wanted, she had. I love it. And she was just very warm and friendly. And anything I can do to help you and private bathroom, it was really nice. Very nice Neat. experience. So then the three, the two days that I was there. Were you nervous at all? Like the yeah, it was very uncomfortable. Well, um, and not to 50, know. 50 people. I mean, was I uncomfortable No, I mean at, at the Airbnb. Yeah. No. Did you get scared at first? Some, Especially some if they're staying there. Yeah. I mean, I knew she was going to be there. Because you never know. Whatever that is, that psycho noise jeez oh, no not that no it was not that way it didn't concern me i didn't go there um, oh i would i know you would but anyway it was it was all good and i had a great time and i learned so much and we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back you're listening to the laurie and lynn show 
Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. Do you have a support, custody, or divorce case in Northeastern Pennsylvania? Call Barbara J. O'Hara, an attorney with 31 years of experience in divorce, custody, and support cases. You need an attorney who is experienced in family law cases, not a general practitioner. Call Barbara J. O'Hara at 570-344-7171. This may be your first divorce but it shouldn't be your attorneys. You need experience on your side. Call Barbara J. O'Hara at 570-344-7171. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over Northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA One Source Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA One Source Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. We're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. It is a financial planning company devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and that's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. Okay, so remember we talked about your son taking a gap year. Two gap, two years. Two talked. years. Yeah. And my nephew doing the same. And I guess there's something that, about that that it's acceptable now uh, for people who are graduating from undergraduate school who say, yeah, okay, um, I think I need to take a year off to find out, even if it's just a chill and you say, okay, I just want to, I want one year off before I figure out what's next. And maybe you already know what's next, but you need that mental break. Well, this woman is suggesting that perhaps we should have a gap when we turn 50. 
I want Johnny to listen. What do you mean a gap? A gap year. Johnny's at the controls right now. I see him. Uh, okay. So Look at she, us, Johnny. She said, <laughs> this is a woman. She said, in just over two months, I'll turn 50, which is both exciting and terrifying in equal measure. Oh. Because as absurd as it sounds, I've been totally caught off guard without a plan for the next 40 years. Like, really? Who does that? The way I see it, I have two choices to hold on to and grieve for what was or navigate my way towards the start of an exciting new stage, embrace the uncertainty of what might be. As luck would have it, my 50th year also happens to coincide with my first year as a part-time parent. I'm not sure I understand what she meant by that as I read it, but I think... Is it divorce? No, I think that, that the kids were all out of college. So she was on her own. And she said... <clears throat> It's the perfect time to sell up, pare down, and take off on a golden gap adventure. That's what she's calling it. Golden, golden gap. gap. Well, maybe that has something to do with the golden thread. Anyway, go ahead. Yes, probably. I know it's not the norm for a 50-year-old woman to take off on a solo adventure. And while part of me feels all head and re hell and ready about it, watch me roar, another part feels like I should be doing something sensible and adulty. But after 20-plus years of juggling parenting, partnering, careers, and caring, surely I've earned this rite of passage to reflect, reboot, and regroup in preparation for the start of the new chapter. For centuries, rites of passage have been used to celebrate milestones and act as place markers for both endings and new beginnings. So why are they so conspicuously absent from the second half of our lives? Maybe it's because the unspoken inference is that there isn't much to celebrate after 50. My golden gap is more than just an adventure. It's a rite of marking my transition from full-time to part-time parenting and a celebration of my own golden jubilee. So lesson number one is to acknowledge endings and celebrate new beginnings. This traveling alone thing has opened my eyes to the fact that both literally and metaphorically, there is more than one way. The first half of my life followed a well-worn path. School followed by university, career, marriage, kids, and divorce. A path that unfolded more by default than design and without thought for what would come next. For the past two decades, my why has been my family. But as, I, but as that role transitions to a more part-time position, I've been left feeling decidedly why less. Now, here I am knocking on the door of 50, feeling simultaneously liberated, elated, and alarmed. What happened to that life I was destined for? I can't accept that my greatest successes are behind me. I'm ready for more, and in the end, I suspect that I'll only regret, regret the chances I didn't take. Lesson number two, it's never too late to start. My golden gap is giving me the space to rediscover what it means to be me. I've always loved to write. Words give a voice to my thoughts, securely corralling my memories into stories for safekeeping. I'm certain that stories need to be part of my why. Maybe the stories that I share will resonate with others or plant the seed of an idea that might grow into something amazing. And lesson number three, our stories are the custodians of our memories.
So here I am appreciating the halfway point of my golden gap and feeling a mashup of mixed emotions. I always thought that it was, un, it was the unknown that I was scared of. But on reflection, I think it was, I was more afraid of the known coming to an end. That's really an That's important point. That's a good way point. to look at yeah. it. A part wow. of me is still pining for the familiarity and security that has warmed my world for the past 20 years. And a part of me feels liberated and excited by the infinite possibilities of all the unknowns that lie ahead. I think that was really profound. Mm, I like that line. You're going to have to give it to me so I can record that. Yeah. So. I like that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I think that that is so much how so many people approach retirement. They're so afraid of leaving that comfort zone. Yeah. Of the thing they've known for 30 and 40 years and scared to death to walk out into the unknown. But the reality is that the unknown could take up another 20 to 30 years of our lives. Uh And so what you do with it is really very important that you acknowledge that you have this time and what's next. Not just sitting around pining for what you lost, but where you're going now. Right. I had a conversation with Joan the other night about... That's when she told you about Ducky? And Well, the, yeah, that was part of it. But okay. she also said to me that she, she hopes that I will take the time to address some of the physical issues that I have with indigestion and all the other stuff that goes on in my life. And she said, you know, for so many people, when they retire... It's a time they take to take care of themselves, to really do more exercise, change their diets, really get in great shape and look forward to the next 20 years or so. And I thought, well, she's, she's got a point there. I mean, it is what a lot of people do. I know so many people that once they hit retirement, started taking on things like um, marathons, and back to running and back to doing things like biking and going on adventures all over the world. <clears throat> and I just think that that's great that you do that if, you, if that's what you want to do. If that is what you feel that you want to do with your life, then that's wonderful and I think you should go for it. So I, I don't know. I, I think... There's much to be said about this. It was a very important reflection of turning 50, but I think it's also true when you're 60 or 65 and people don't really pay attention to it. Well, I don't know. I, I guess. I mean, it's, it's, it, 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 you know better than anyone because you see this all the time. You yeah. hear it, not only in your own life, but you see other people. And so I think what happens to you, probably Joan was referring to, you're so wrapped up taking care of that, you're not paying attention to what you're doing, right? Yeah. Or you're not I'm not taking, taking care your, of myself. Right. And well, you're also a caretaker. <clears throat> and that is a notorious yes. uh, problem it is. It is. for caretakers is to yes. look to help the other people before they think of themselves. But yes. you, you don't do that bad at all. I don't all. think I do. I don't think, I agree. <laughs> I no, agree. I and think. it's easier when you're not doing that to say it's, mm-hmm. you know, but she, but it's just like Joan to be uh, just trying to be the friend and that you're, um, I know, uh, d- just, you know, on your whispering in your ear. <laughs> the yes, other she stuff. Does. Yeah. <laughs> she does. 
Well, she Yay, definitely whispers to she slams it in, doesn't she? <laughs> Sometimes. I like her. She is a West Sider, isn't yes, she? Yes, she is. There you go. Yes, she is. We also have to give a, um, a congratulations to Wayne Evans, who was appointed the new mayor, uh, interim mayor, until the end of, well, until the 6th of January. Right. He was chosen among many people. Um and he's and not related to me. I just have no. To he's make, not related. You know. No, he's a great guy. He's um, I don't he's know. Him. Been around. He's really. He's a really good man. Wasn't he, he a realtor? Isn't he, he is. A he's a broker. He has his own real yeah. estate company, and he's a very very nice guy. So I mean, there were some good candidates, uh-huh. and uh, he was chosen. So it's and he's a Republican. So, but he's a he's really. He's just not not but he is not he's a Republican but he's just a good person yeah he just is well I thought it was interesting that he got the um, unanimous decision of his cohorts mm, well on no I mean it was good yeah and I mean who are Democrats and right so we'll it, it was nice to see what happens and. Our boy Tommy Welby was one of the yeah, and he's the he's a great guy. We, I always call him Mayor anyway. So did you really? Yeah, he's, he's yeah, he is. He's just perfect. He's perfect. <clears throat> but again, Wayne, you know, he he did a good job, always has, and here you go. So hats off, congratulations, good luck going forward. And um, what about this weekend? What's on your Oh, we have a whole big fun group. Oh, of right, because everybody's coming in, right? Yes. The grandchild, the grandchild, uh-huh. the son, the daughter-in-law, and the niece and her main. Oh, squeeze, your niece and her boy, whose yep. birthday will be this weekend. So, shout out to Mara Gilbert. Happy birthday! Oh, it's Mara's birthday. Right. How old will she be? Do you know? I think it's twenty-eight. Okay, I'm, I'm twenty-nine, somewhere in there. Um, that I. That's terrible that Are I don't know and I apologize. Are you having a party for Yes. Okay. I just ordered a cake for her. There you go. So we will have a good time. And when is that? When is it? Saturday or Sunday, her birthday? Uh, her birthday, I believe, is Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Sunday well. or Monday, even. But she, the, all of this started because she and her um, main squeeze, as I call him, Kevin, had planned on going to Skytop for two days. In celebration of her birthday. So Skytop is so close to Lake Wampawpack that they, when I told her that uh, Tyler and Jess and the babe, Eiler, are coming, (laughs) (laughs) I said, why don't you see if you can make it? So they rearranged the schedule. So instead of going Tuesday and Wednesday, they're going to be there Monday and Tuesday at Skytop and they're going to stay with us for the weekend. So that's nice. Good. So that will be good. Well, happy birthday, Mara, and have lots of fun, Lynn. Yeah, and you will. know, big shout out too. I meant to say this to Tom Welby because he, when I was talking to him yesterday, he he said, "Oh, I was just listening to your show on Saturday. Oh, good. I try to listen whenever I can." So I said, "Good, I'll give you a big shout out there, Tommy." That's great. So, um, fellow West Sider, is he? Oh, of course. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, absolutely. Where did he grow up? In uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was in the Heights, like near Saint Anne's. Okay. I think um, I could be wrong, but I'm. I'm okay. betting on that. So, and he has a big family. So, anyway, we are going to take a break, and we will be back. We have the lovely Mary McNichols, who is a senior vice president and HR director for Fidelity Bank, and she hasn't been here in a while. And we're happy to have her back. Yeah. So, stay tuned. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News with Webster and Nancy, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, 
Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399. Or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. At Fidelity Bank, we're here whenever and wherever you need us. As your financial partner, our goal is to provide you trusted advice and outstanding service, whether you're in line at our branches or online with your smartphone, mobile device, or computer. With convenient banking tools like our Fidelity mobile app, you can put the bank right in your pocket for safe, secure, 24-7 access anytime or anywhere. Call today, 1-800-388-4380. Visit us online or stop by your local branch to Go Mobile with Fidelity Anytime Banking. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance LLC. It's a financial planning firm designed specifically for baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And we have a guest expert this morning from Fidelity Bank, Mary McNichols. Welcome, Mary. Which well, who, thank who, you. Who we haven't seen in a long time, yes, so we're no. happy to have she, her back. She has not been here in ages. And no. Mary and I were just discussing that she and I are the very same age. She was born a month after me, well, almost a full month. And we are rocking the 58, right, Mary? <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. Well, I am. Because we, on this show, you have to give it up because um, exactly. we, we just say it's better than not being. And believe me, there are many people who wish they could have continued birthdays. So you we are we, right. We have to look at it that way. So we're rocking it. That's it, babe. See? So what? go ahead, Lynn. You're going to introduce Mary and all oh, of her credentials. I, I don't have all that stuff with me. I'm sorry. But oh, you can tell us. She, let's just put, she's the biggest wig over there. The biggest at, wig? At, 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 oh, yeah. I'm the biggest wig there. Yeah, I love it. No, go ahead, Mary. So you're vice president, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm senior vice president. Mm-hmm. And senior I'm vice president. The human resource director there at Fidelity go. Bank. Um, I work in this Granton office, and we have um, 11 offices. We're just about ready to open up our new office in Mountaintop, yes, Pennsylvania. I've uh-huh. heard. We've had everybody here telling us. Yeah, Can't wait. Very exciting. Very exciting. And so what 
that means for us is growth and it means new positions and new opportunities for uh, new bankers within our organization and and we love that so so tell us about what's available in careers in banking with Fidelity Bank well I do have to say that many times people think of a banker as someone who's in the branch when I go in to cash my check or to make a deposit the people that are in the branch are the bankers but you know banking careers are not just what you see in the branches and what people are familiar with Mm so um, and let me ask you a question about that because I've noticed that the name plaques of guess whatever you call them that people wear as tellers Mm -hmm. they now say something called universal banker they do what does that mean well a universal banker is a highly trained banker that can take care of pretty much any of the needs of customers that come in traditionally a teller is someone who cashes your check takes your deposit takes your loan payment and it's very transactional so we made a switch over to universal bankers and they are really well trained they know our products and services inside and out they can take you from cash your check to having a conversation with you about your financial needs, helping you find solutions, taking you in to open up a new account, um, do a, a consumer loan or a home equity. Um, so they're they're much more than just a teller. I, a I shouldn't say just a teller. That's an extremely yeah. important job. Um, but they're much more than that. They're much more than a customer service rep. Mm-hmm. You know, we spend a lot of time um, in training. And, you know, these are just exceptional people that just do a great job for um, all of our clients and making sure that their financial needs are met. And are, is that a different role, a different training than someone who says, I would like to be a teller? Or is there no more teller? At Fidelity Bank? Yes. Um, we do have a few tellers. Mm-hmm. Um, and those might be like our our seasonal, you know, college staff that comes in or a couple of positions that um, maybe like a drive-through position where there's not a lot of interaction of opening accounts. But the vast majority are all universal bankers. So a new person coming in is you does can. not have a choice to be a teller. Right. They so the new role is universal teller. Right. Okay. Right. Now it. this morphed, I'm sure, from the fact that banking has become so retail in the sense that mm-hmm. they're they're the realization that the tellers are your first line of defense, so to speak. Mm-hmm. The first people you know, you get to meet, you you greet. They kind of know, and when they pull information up, they can see what you have. So wanting them to become more salesy, Mary, has been something that's been going on in the banking world now for a long time. Some people aren't as comfortable as a salesperson doing that. So then the training comes in from the beginning, which I think is really a good move because it's one thing to be a teller for all of your life or for as many years as some people are around and then all of a sudden now you've got to meet goals and selling uh, you have to learn to sell and promote the product that can be daunting and sometimes uncomfortable so the fact that you're getting them in from the beginning is a great move. I mean, do you find that from an HR standpoint that it was better to do that than the opposite? Uh, It is. It is better to do that. And we look at 
um, all of these bankers as trusted financial advisors. Mm -hmm. And if you think of a trusted financial advisor, it's someone who can give you good, solid information, help you through and find the solutions. I always look at them as solutions people. Mm -hmm. Um, And yes, sales, but um, if you look at it as you're providing solutions, those things come naturally. And our training is really wrapped around that. And we spent a lot of time putting our training program together. Um, we have Judy Comifer that works with us and she the best, is our- She is the sweetest, I love her. She's wonderful. But she is, she runs our training area, but her title is Customer Experience Manager. Okay, cool. So what we're doing is trying to work to make that experience for our clients second to none. So that when they come in, they get all of their needs taken care of. Um, We're building relationships with them and they're comfortable and they know that we're looking out for their best interests. So we think of trusted financial uh, advisor, um, the customer or the client experience and building relationships. That's very holistic. It's very holistic and it's a great service that we can provide to those people that we're helping that that come to bank with us. So what other careers besides a universal teller position are available? Well, if you think of everything behind the scenes from soup to nuts, Mm -hmm. I'm the human resource director. So (laughs) someone needs to be there to um, bring in staff, make sure everyone gets paid. I mean, I'm just telling you little tiny things about human resources, but when you think about it, it's, it's making the, my customers are all of our bankers. So making their experience best so that they're engaged in what they're doing. Uh, they're happy with their work. They um, can excel. They can move up. We train them. We give them a great experience. We have wonderful benefits mm-hmm. that we give them. And it's so managing that whole thing. That's human resources. Um, you've had Joanne Marsili here. Joanne runs marketing. So that's a piece. in marketing, just like human resources, many businesses have them. It's not just the banking piece of it, but it's how do we brand our organization and what is it that we bring to our customers so they know what's going on. It's our uh, advertising, um, but branding is a big thing in brand awareness. And so that comes out of the marketing department. Which we have to give a shout out to Joanne because we love her too. And she does a wonderful job. She does. Her creativity. We don't want to miss anybody. No, because they're all friends. We love them. But but she's very creative. And I think that helps when you do any form of marketing. Yes. So, yes. But there are all other positions. There are back office positions, our deposit operations that manages all of the money going through the organization and processes everything that comes from from the branches. Mm -hmm. Um, We have an accounting department, general ledger and all of the income and expenses and the balance sheet and all of the the movement of money within the organization. Um, We have people that are handling all of the loans. If you think about getting a mortgage and you're working with a mortgage originator, well, there are people in the background that are processing all of that paperwork and running the credit reports and um, getting all the documentation together and booking the loans on the system and You know, those are all the things that maybe people don't think of as banking because they're seeing 
what happens in the branch. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just a few of the departments. IT. We can't run our bank without anymore it. or anyplace else without the technology. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, mobile banking, who's putting that together? And that's a um, the marketing coupled with the technology. And, um, and I hope you've used mobile banking because that is just so cool of how you can yes, bank indeed. from home and, uh-huh. and take a picture of your check and deposit it and yep. transfer money all from your phone, you know? Love um, it. You know, you need that whole IT department that's going to do that. And, you know, we have the trust department for people who have our wealth management division um, for investing for people and estate planning and estate settlement. And, you know, those are all different pieces yes, that happen within yep. the bank. And the sky's the limit. We have many people that started in a branch. Um, I started my banking career in a branch, you know, and I worked through that. I worked through the trust department and got to where I was running a trust division. And now I'm running a human resource department and I have over 200 bankers that we, we take care of. And we have people that started in as tellers at the time, mm-hmm. you know, gone through universal banking been assistant branch managers. Now they're running a branch, which is their own little entity, mm-hmm. you know, they're like CEO of their own branches. And, um, you know, men and women a lot alike. We've had so many women that, that have come through and um, have been promoted through the organization and have higher level positions and are running departments. And, you know, it's, it's just wonderful to see that when you can see people grow. And I, I can speak from firsthand experience, um, having started a banking career at a very young age of 19. Um, when I started, Mary, at the Third National Bank at 19, I started, we talked about this a little bit, but I started as a page, literally, was running the mail room seriously and going up to all the departments, collecting inner office stuff, sorting it out. I mean, it was literally a page to getting Myron H. Wetzel's chairman of the board's barbecue and white milk for lunch running to get that when I was 19 years old. Seriously. <laughs> Took that job. Of course, it was It was like every time that page at 8201, I would say, are you out of your mind here? Like, really? I want to go get you a barbecue. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> But, and that was my attitude, although I went up and I said, okay, you know, and I quickly was removed. (laughs) Well, you have to pay your dues, you know, (laughs) quickly removed from there. But wow, I wonder why. (laughs) No, you could ask anybody. I got to know every single person and I got to know the bank. So I will never... Ever not be proud of that position because just so you know, George Pan, who was chairman of our board before he retired at the, at the, the, what was third and then it was a couple other after, which is now Wells Fargo, they, they literally, um, they he he started as a page too. So oh, I, right. All so right. Well, I'm, what good. I'm saying is a great thing. Get into it. Don't be shy about going to Fidelity and looking for a job because once you get in it, there's so many ways you can move around and learn and gain experience. And it's a great banking is a wonderful career and Fidelity is a great bank. Right. So there you go. Online on our website bankatfidelity.com. There is a place there that shows our open positions, allows you to upload your resume, and we're out there calling, looking for great 
bankers. There we go. And that lovely woman's name is Mary McNichols, and she is Senior Vice President at Fidelity Bank. Mary, thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. Good to have you back. Love to see you girls here. And everybody have a great weekend. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Be safe, and please be nice. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.